happy Valentine's Day, my loves. Drama podcast listeners, you are my Valentine this year and all year long. And I have a little Valentine treat for you today, or if you're listening to this after Valentine's Day, a gift for the future. We have an amazing episode with Mackenzie Kurtz, Broadway's 20th anniversary Glinda and Wicked, and soon to be starring in The Heart of Rock and Roll, a new musical opening on Broadway this season. You're going to love her. We have such a fun chat. But before we get into that, I do want to tell you that if you want to send me a little Valentine, you can join our Patreon, Drama Plus, at patreon.com slash the drama podcast, where for $5 a month, which by the way is cheaper than like any chocolates or flowers you would be sending anyway, gets you Instagram close friends access on the drama page where we go off and you get extra bonus episodes every single month where me and Dylan chit chat about theater, pop culture, love, life. It's so fun. Right now we're going through way too early Tony's predictions. You're going to love it. So Drama Plus is at patreon.com slash the drama podcast. Thank you so much. I love you. On to the show. Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to take The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got none? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Dylan, I need to tell you... I've been binge watching something for the last few days. Okay, something not I, out of the ordinary. I know, but listen, I've made a very public point on this podcast to say that I left Bachelor Nation famously in 2021. You did leave. I was just ready for, you know, something different. I needed a little break. Like, watching... like Leah Remini leaving the Church of Scientology, you had had enough of <laughs> Bachelor Nation. I kind of had, but, you know, I'd been watching for like, 11 years since Ali yeah. Fedotowski. I loved her. Oh my God. But I decided to come back for a special reason this season because uh-huh. Joey, who's the current bachelor. Oh my God. He is the cutest. Wait, nicest. I don't, I need to look him. I need to look <gasps> what he looks like. Dylan, he's like an Italian boy from Philly. Okay. So designed in a lab for you. Designed in a lab for me, a t- but a tennis instructor living in Hawaii. And he was on, oh, wow. he was on charity season who we know from dancing with the stars. Of course she did great. Of co- Well, but of course but Dylan, she, Oh, he's he was gorgeous. like ready to propose to her. You know, wow, she didn't talk about that at all. No, no. But things move fast in Bachelor Nation. But Dylan, I've got to say, they do. <laughs> he's great. He's. So, I'm like stuck on his Insta. All of a sudden, I'm sorry. He's, he's so, so gorgeous. Cute. And the ooh, and there's the body. I was looking for the body. He's giving body. He's giving green eyes. Oh like he's he's the one. And I think you should jump back in with me. You're back now, Connor. I, You're gonna be Bachelorette. You're gonna be Bachelor in Paradise. I'm worried about that, but. Not not because I don't want to be, but it was just such a time suck. But Dylan, mm-hmm. he's great. And there's some gems on this show. My complaint with it is this, which was always my complaint. The show is scripted to a point, not that what they're saying is scripted, but what they show. It's like, okay, every episode there's, I didn't get enough time with Joey. There's, oh yeah, there's always there's that, this great yeah. gal, Daisy. She's my fave. She had a one-on-one date and her big reveal is that she has a cochlear implant. And I'm sure they talk oh. about other things, but the, they're only choosing to really show her talking to him about her cochlear implant. And I'm like, 
there's more. There's more. If this is the gal for him, I need to see it. Because like on Love Island, for example. Well, then they will. They will. Like on Love Island, they talk about, you can see them talk about everything. But on The Bachelor, they have such limited stuff. It's a bit of a tough crowd, but there are some gems amongst the gals. On that note about a cochlear implant and Love Island, there is a contestant on Series 8 of Love Island UK named Tasha. And she has a cochlear implant, but never talks about it. Oh, my God. You know, but it's what? great visibility. Visibility. There you go. I'm also excited about today's guest. I have wanted I to have her on the show for so long. And we mentioned this before we started recording, but we were like, let's wait till Wicked is wrapping up, till we can look back on the experience. And she's yeah. done a year now, maybe? We'll talk about into it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll ask her in a sec. But let me introduce her to our listeners. Well, they already know who mm-hmm. she is, but they I'm going to read a little they bio follow as well. All right, y'all. Our guest today is a bona fide Broadway star, honey. She's about to lead her third Broadway company in the heart of rock and roll as Cassandra or Cassandra. I don't know yet. We'll find out soon. Starring opposite Corey Cott in the Huey Lewis musical. You probably know her best as Glinda in Wicked on Broadway, where she spent the last year in the 20th anniversary cast of the show. Her Broadway debut in 2020 was as Princess Anna in Frozen, which she later returned to on the tour. You just might recognize her as the star to be in Annie Live on NBC and Heather in She-Hulk on Disney+. Other stage credits include Penelope in Trading Places at the Alliance Theater, Ariel and Footloose at the Muni, Female Troubles, Freaky Friday, Sister Act, Guys and Dolls, The Little Mermaid, Young Frankenstein, and more. It's so good to see and hear her, isn't it? Please welcome to drama, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Kurtz. Hi. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, we're so happy. Wait, I saw your face when I was talking about Joey as The Bachelor. I don't know if you watch, but are you? We have had such a similar experience because I broke away from Bachelor Nation for a few seasons. And now I am roped right back in because I am in agreement with you. This man, I think he's so hot. It's and crazy. I was like, I have to watch. And I didn't watch charity season. So I didn't even know. But I, as soon as they announced him, I'm like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. So now I'm back and I've been watching. I've ca- I'm have i all caught up. I'm excited for this double header we have coming Monday, Tuesday. We have two next two. week. <gasps> next week is it still yes. just monday night see i haven't i've been away from it since i think matt james was my last year okay with it yes and so wait here's this is a little tidbit i'm friends with rachel kirkconnell who is matt james's <gasps> yes. significant other yes. yes i've known her for years yes and they're still together and they're so cute she's she's from atlanta right? she is yes. oh my yes, god she is an atlanta girly yeah so that was like kind of i think that was my last season too that was like where i kind of stopped and then no, recently I was like, I think I need to get back into it. And it's this is, good. it's different now because, I mean, I have yet to watch, but you both have already convinced me in like two minutes, but <laughs> no more Chris Harrison. I know. Does it feel different or? In a way, yes. What's the new host name? Is it, it's Jesse, right? It's Jesse. Yeah. Have you noticed that when he <laughs> he comes on, they have his name with his age? Have you seen that? No. Why are they? It's Jesse Palmer host 44. I'm like, oh. is it because they tell everyone's age and they think it's like cute to tell us how old he is? But I noticed that. I don't know. That's he's funny. nice, but not making an impact in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, he's doing, I think he's doing the best he can. <laughs> you know what? And I will support him. I'm here to support yeah. Jesse. So. Yeah, I know. Some of my favorite moments are always like when the host and the bachelor or bachelorette have like one-on-ones where they kind of like chat. Are those 
featured at all or no not as much anymore they did like a little joke thing with him at the end of the last episode and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> it was cute he was eating kfc oh my god the yes the Dylan- kfc sponsorship i was like what is going on spawn con I can't remember the batch. Obviously, they always promote like the hotels they're at, you know, all that stuff. But I've not, I can't remember them doing a brand like KFC on the show in so long. Same. Dylan, they did that classic thing where, okay, it's the day of the cocktail party. And the host comes in and he's like, I'm so sorry, but there's not going to be a cocktail party tonight. And the girls are all like, oh, and he's like, because Joey wants a pool party today. <laughs> you said you knew Rachel or you know Rachel. Did you ever consider applying like when she was going through it? Or Absolutely. Anything, or? I like, yeah. I love reality TV. I am such <laughs> a reality TV hoe, frankly. And like the, <laughs> the Bachelor has always been something that is so fascinating to me. And I'm like, yeah, I w- I've never actually fully applied, but I have in fact pulled up the application and been like, Should I do this? Mm. I kind of want to. So, but who knows? We'll see. (laughs) You'd be cute with Joey. At this point, they'd have to make it like a Bachelorette season about a Broadway girl. Like they'd have to build it around you, or it'd have to be a completely different thing because you're you're a famous star now. Oh my god, no! I would be I would be so scared though that like if I were to go on the Bachelor, like they would make one of the dates like how they had like the talent show, and then like Mm -hmm. I'd be like I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to sing. Like, it would just make me like, like, you're not paying. No, not even because of that. Like, it would just be like cringy. Like, because they would, you know, they package people as like their occupation. And like, and I'd be like, this is so awkward. But I would, I would live. I would, I would love to look into the camera as much as possible and like have all these (laughs) moments of just like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you watch like Bravo Housewives and stuff or any of those? One show, I was literally talking about this with my friend the other night and she was like, you need to get into it. She told me I need to watch Salt Lake first. Okay, so Salt Lake is the newest one. So there's less seasons to catch up. And they've had a few, three of the four have been absolutely phenomenal TV, you know, Mm -hmm. so... I think you did enjoy it. That's on my list for sure. I have so many things that I need to watch, but always. Yeah, always. always. It's always that. I know. And you're, you know, and you'd think like, oh, you know, you're leaving a Broadway show, maybe you'd have more free time, but no, now you're building a Broadway show, an original musical, which we'll get into everything. We're catching you at a really exciting moment. As we mentioned, you're you're departing Oz and we uh we'll talk about your journey with Wicked and everything, but first we like to check in with our guests. Are you well, Mackenzie? I'm well. I I say that like, I'm well, question mark. No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm so happy. This past year has been very fulfilling professionally and personally. So I'm well in that way. I'm definitely feeling some fatigue, I think, just from doing a year of Wicked, which is crazy. And then kind of gearing up to do some double duty for the next three weeks, rehearsing Heart of Rock and Roll Mm. during the day, doing Wicked at night. So just kind of trying to mentally, (laughs) emotionally and physically prepare for that. But overall, yes, I am really happy with life and my friends and family. And I feel very blessed and I feel well overall. Oh, I absolutely love to hear it. Thanks. I know, me too. (laughs) Okay, wait. I kind of want to just talk about Heart of Rock and Roll first because, you know, I'm so interested in it. It's a new new musical, right? It's a new musical, yes. Love. And And it's like the Mamma Mia route. It's like a a story with 
jukebox music correct like, so to speak yes okay yes it's all huey lewis music but it's not you know telling the story of huey lewis's life it's it's an original story i think it's gonna be really fun it's very funny it's heartwarming it's giving like 80s musical rom-com like that's you know people live for that i live for that yeah. it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a really fun time Oh. One of my favorite guilty pleasure musicals is The Wedding Singer, and you're describing it by rom-com in 80s, so. It's very <laughs> much in that vein, and yeah, it's, that's okay. one of my favorites, too. So I'm I'm oh, so, good. so excited to get started. Like, we haven't started rehearsals yet, so I'm just, okay. I'm ready to rock and roll. No pun intended. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's got it. Well, we, we were good pals with Matt Doyle, and he did it out of town, yes. and I remember when he, we were talking to him, like, uh, last summer, and he was saying that he picked Sinatra now over doing this. And he was like, you know, but it's a really amazing show. And a lot of people give jukebox musicals kind of a rough reputation, but this one has a lot of heart, like they said. And I'm excited. I mean, everyone loves Huey Lewis music too. So it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yay! I'm blanking on Huey Lewis song. Oh my God, Power of Love. Power of Love is probably, yeah. and it's so <laughs> funny. I'm like, it's going to be the probably in... I think someone the other day said it's going to be in like three Broadway shows, but I was blanking on the last because I know it's in, Back, it's in to Back to the Future. The future. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what is the other one? But I don't know. But yeah, Power of Love uh, is a someone hit. Someone have to let us know. Oh, it's such a bop. That's like how, how last year there was three versions of what Britney Spears song? Toxic. It, it was Toxic. toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of Britney. She knows. She's, she was Toxic. Yeah. A lot of Britney. <laughs> a lot of Britney on Broadway. Love that for us. <laughs> Well, that's so exciting. And Corey Cott coming back to Broadway. He, it's He's such a fantastic performer. Like full throttle is like the way I always think of him. Seriously. Yeah. He's, I've been a fan of him for a really long time. He's so lovely. We did like a bit of a promotional shoot recently with the whole cast. And so we got, we were together for the, an entire day in Brooklyn. And that was kind of our first time really getting to hang out. And he's just so awesome. I, I really have been such a fan for so long. And so getting to do this with him is so exciting. And I'm just really looking forward to creating something and like getting to work yes. with someone that I consider just such an amazing performer all around. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned that the show is funny and to transition into Wicked here for a second, I saw you first, like, last March. So it was, like, Talia was still in it. Oh, my god! And it was, and you were there. And, oh, my God, you were one of the funniest Glindas I've ever seen. I was blown away that you hadn't done it before. Like, you literally, I mean, of course, we've all done Wicked, you know, singing in the car. But <laughs> I couldn't believe that it was your first time actually performing Wicked because it was such a well-rounded, hysterical, beautifully sung rendition of glinda so congrats thank you only gotten better thank you so much yeah i was gonna say like please come back i just changed so much (laughs) since then and yeah that first i mean talia yeah that was my so you must have seen it within my first three weeks of doing it because that was when talia was still there so yeah it's definitely i feel like i have grown and glinda has grown and changed and I've maybe even gotten even crazier <laughs> through, through the past year. <laughs> well, I did go to the the twentieth, and oh my god, that that show was electric, just beyond. When Kristen and Adina came in in the audience, full body chills. 
And then to see them walk on stage at the end, we're around the same age. Like I know Wicked probably meant the same thing to you as it did to us at that very impressionable musical theater. You're starting to like love it and obsess over it. I never dreamed I'd see the two of them on the Gershwin stage. It was one of, this is no joke, like one of the coolest, most insane moments of my life. Seeing that (laughs) growing up, being obsessed with, all things Idina, all things Kristen, all things Wicked. And then doing the 20th anniversary performance, which was just like no other performance I've ever experienced in my life. The audience just cheering for everything. It's like a wall of sound just hitting you. Alyssa and I were both just like, what is going on? And I feel like I like blacked out until the end of the night. And then I was like, oh my God, that just happened. But yeah, meeting Idina and Kristen was one of the most insane coolest moments for sure of my life (laughs) there's a hysterical photo of Kristen like embracing you backstage and her hands are like wrapped around (laughs) my face in that it's my one of my favorite pictures to ever exist because you can just see like I feel like I'm on the verge of tears but also like laughing at myself and trying to hold everything in and try to play it cool but I'm just clearly not and she's like her hands are on my face I have it framed now it's so funny oh my God. to me. I was going to say, you need to have oh, that absolutely. I would like a magnet version for my fridge, but <laughs> um, that's, that's so beautiful. And Connor has obviously raved about your Glinda so much over the last year. When you first saw the show, who was your Glinda? Kendra Kassebaum was my, was my Glinda. Oh. And so I believe that was, I want to say it was like 2007, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I remember being I've told this story before but I mean my mom bought my family and I all separate tickets so we could be as close to the stage as possible so I was sitting by myself (laughs) in the orchestra of the Gershwin at like nine years old and was just sobbing Uh crying having this spiritual emotional experience and it really did solidify me for me at that age, like, this is what I want to do. It was so impactful and just so inspiring. And I was immediately hooked. Uh We talk about the ring of keys moment on drama as like this moment where you're like, realizing this is what you want to do. Would you say that was yours? Or was there sort of a gradual build up to that? That was one. I mean, that was a big one for sure. Seeing Wicked and having that experience and just knowing, oh, I have to do this. But I think also I got involved. I was taking voice lessons first. I took piano and voice lessons and took some dance classes. But I was on a cruise when I was young and I entered into the cruise talent show and sang Hillary Duff. So yesterday. Uh, so legendary classic. Bop. classic. Nice. And there was another younger girl, she was probably a couple years older than me, who sang The Rainbow Connection. And she was incredible. And she acted the shit out of it. <laughs> and everyone on this cruise was like crying. And I'm like, Oh, my God. And so I go up to her after and I asked her, What is it? Are you a performer? Are you? a? Are you? What are you? What do you do? And she's like, Oh, well, I'm a musical theater actress, I study musical theater. And I was like, whatever this is, I need to get into it because oh. I want to be able to win. And she won the talent show. So I'm like, I mm. want to be able to win my next cruise ship talent show. And <laughs> I want to be able to do this. So I, yeah, that's when I feel like I started taking acting classes soon after that. And then was just like, 
hooked. Oh, love it. Did you ever keep in touch with her? Do you remember her name? No, I don't. If you're out there, girly, thank you. And <laughs> it's like the Rainbow Connection holds a special place in my oh, heart. Oh, that song is so beautiful. Forever. Oh I know. I wish I knew it. I was so young. I was probably like seven years old. I have no uh, idea. So where did you grow up, Mackenzie? I grew up in Milton, Georgia. It's outside of Atlanta, about 30 minutes north of Atlanta. Born and raised there. Was kind of lucky enough. I went to a, so I went to a public high school and they had an amazing theater program. Just, it wasn't like a performing arts magnet high school or anything, but they had this amazing theater program with like three full-time directors, a technical director. There was a Cirque program at my high school. Like it was bonkers. And so I was really lucky to have gone there and gotten a lot of amazing training and, you know, experienced really great teaching there and like really solidified also for me that I wanted to audition for musical theater programs in college. So yeah. And then, I mean, I grew up doing community theater in Georgia as well. That's really cool. I mean, the access in, in a city like Atlanta sounds like it's amazing. Ironically, this is so funny. We were there last July. Wicked the tour was in town, actually. And we, we didn't get to see it. We were there for a wedding, but we met up with our friend Greg. He was telling us about the Alliance and how there's all these amazing different shows that we'll try out and happen there. And I know you did Trading Places, which he also saw you in and raved about your performance and that. He was wondering, and I, I will say, if, if there's any legs to that show? That is a great question. I had a great experience. That was, when was this? This was two summers ago. So I haven't heard anything of late recently of what's going on with that, but I had a great experience working with Bryce Pinkham and Anissa Folds. Uh, They're both incredible. And then Kenny Leon was our director. And so oh, wow. I'm like, I had a great time. I know, I think maybe there's been some rewriting going on and some working on it so we'll, we'll have to stay tuned for that i can't yeah. confirm or deny really anything because i really honestly don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh you're so funny that's amazing and then i did see that you went to michigan we've, we've had a slew of michigan oh, alums yeah. on drama lately we had ryan vasquez blake roman i mean the list goes back over the years how was your experience doing uh musical theater at u of m Blake and I were in the same class. I love him so much. He's such a dear yes. friend of mine. Oh, um, we're addicted, oh TBH. Did you get to see Harmony? I didn't. I didn't. And it kills me just with shows, man. <laughs> shows. Yeah. It's yeah. just hard. It's so hard. But he is such an incredible person and performer. I mean, his voice is like bonkers nuts yeah. and from the beginning i remember freshman year being like oh my god this kid is gonna be a star he's so good wow. but yes michigan it was a time let me tell you yeah. it was great i mean <laughs> there were also moments that it was really hard i mean anyone who knows bfa musical theater programs baby they are crazy but everything i learned there was so valuable the friends i made there so valuable i'm so grateful to all my professors like linda goodrich mark madama cynthia westfall of course brent wagner who like started the program and oh, wow. um yeah so it was i mean it was an incredible experience i wouldn't have changed anything because i feel like i truly am where i am today because of it and so yeah, it was, it's a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> did you consider other schools or did you know Michigan was going to be the one for you? I 
knew Michigan was going to be the one. I will say I did the Carnegie Mellon pre-college program the summer after my junior year and really did fall in love with that program and like the campus. And I loved Pittsburgh. And so I really wanted to go to Carnegie. I was waitlisted and then ended up getting into Michigan. And I was like, I also was a big fan of Michigan and I had gone to audition on campus and I did like campus visits and I had a bunch of friends that were already there in the program that were, you know, spoke so highly of it. So I was like, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to go this route. And I'm glad I did. It all worked out the way it was supposed to. It did. So you said 2019. That means Frozen happened literally within the first year of you being out of college then. Yes. Yeah. I I graduated from Michigan in 2019 and then went and did Footloose at the Muni that summer, which was directed by Christian Borle, which was so cool and so much fun. And then moved to New York that fall and found out that I got frozen. I think I want, I want to say like November or October of 2019. So it was very quick. Yeah. And of course, that was a crazy experience, too, because it was right before Ms. Covidina. I remember being so gagged by the promo shots of you and Sierra Renee, because it just felt like- And Ryan. And Ryan, of course, we love. And it just felt like a fun refresh. And I know they were put in some changes or things were kind of- It wasn't sort of that the show sort of went into major rehearsals, become more similar to the tour version or something like that? Yes, we had a full kind of revamp happen where there were songs that were cut and there were songs that were added. And then it was really nice for Ryan, Sierra and myself coming in because it kind of felt like we got a little bit more rehearsal time with the cast and like everyone was learning new material at that point. So it wasn't just us coming in and being taught by the dance captains and kind of being thrown in because Frozen is a beast of a show and mm. people don't realize it, but the character of Anna, it's one of the hardest things I have ever done. I mean, I only did it on Broadway for a month and like a month and a half, I think. But I was like, wow, it is, she doesn't leave the stage. And you think of Elsa kind of being the one that's like the star of the show and she she is, but it's also like <laughs> Anna's... <laughs> It's crazy. She's out here running around, belting while being flipped upside down. It's yeah, it was it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Elsa's kind of tucked away in her like ivory tower throughout most of the show. She really is. And then she'll come out and belt her face off for Uh obviously Let It Go and Monster. (laughs) I love that song. But Uh, yeah. Sweet. So True Love was then cut. Is that what kind of happened? Did you even get to sing it? Was that True Love was cut. I never got to sing that. That was cut when I came in. And then they added in I Can't Lose You, which was the duet between Elsa and Anna. I think also they made some changes to What Do You Know About Love, I want to say. I think that we're like happening on the tour and then they said they wanted to bring those to Broadway. So yeah, there were a few things. There were a few things that were different. And then you did get to eventually play Anna for a little bit longer when you went on tour. What was that like? Because it was a couple years later. What was that like getting to flesh that out more? Nuts, because it wasn't planned. And I kind of, it was one of those situations where I got, I was on vacation, funny enough, in Florida with my family and I got a call basically asking if I could be there tomorrow to rehearse for like five days and then do the tour and it it was I think I I was like almost 
a year and a half later, almost two years later. And I had only done the show for a month and then pandemic and I hadn't really been performing at all. And so then getting that call was crazy. They were already in Florida on tour and I was like, oh, well, I'm here. So yeah, I'll be there. So I rushed down there and was thrown into rehearsals. And luckily Ryan McCartan was also there. He was going through it with me, which was really nice for both of us because I felt like we got to kind of have some closure with it together. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful for it that I got the opportunity to kind of close it out. Did you like being a redhead? I love being a redhead. I really did. Fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> Y'all wear it well. <laughs> oh, Mackenzie. Thank you. I was fishing. <laughs> I was fishing for that. So thank you. <laughs> so going back to when you made your Broadway debut in Frozen, you loved theater all your life. You go to school for it. What was it like to finally step out on a Broadway stage for the first time? Dream come true. So cheesy, but it was such a dream come true. Getting the call that I was going to be making my Broadway debut as Anna in Frozen on Broadway, like was, it was the also one of the craziest moments of my life. I mean, immediately <laughs> called my mom and we're both crying hysterically and just feeling so lucky and ecstatic. You mentioned your family a few times. Are you guys really close? Have they been really great supporters? Very close with my family. My parents have been so supportive of me my whole life. So I'm just so lucky to have them. And my sister, I have one younger sister. She's my best friend in the whole world. We've always been best friends. Mm. And so people often think that we're twins. Oh we, my gosh. Oh, we are four years. Yes, we are four years apart, but we look very similar. And she's super, maybe she's super mature and I may be a little immature. And so I feel like we meet right in the middle. <laughs> or and she so looks older, <laughs> you look younger, you know, then you meet in the middle that way. You know? Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. But um, <laughs> yeah, so my family's the best. They're at every show. They've seen Wicked like a thousand times. They're always <laughs> here flying up whenever they can. So is your sister in the city? She's not. And I'm trying to get her. Lydia, come live in New York. Shout out to Lydia. She needs to come up here. She's still in Atlanta. She just graduated this past year. So oh, good for Aww. her. That's so amazing. What does she think of you being a literal Broadway star? <laughs> she I mean, she's so happy and like supportive, but she's also just my sister and she'll give me shit like like always and will make fun of things that I do on stage and like <laughs> <laughs> like you know, she's my sister. You guys can definitely probably oh, yeah. relate to that. Like Oh yeah. Nothing changes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I love when siblings are besties. Now, what did she think about you hanging out with Ariana Grande? That's what I really <laughs> want to know. <laughs> she, oh my God, that was that was wild. That's that whole situation was very wild. Yeah, what we I can tell the story if you want. So, oh that, yes, oh my God, we'd love it. So that night, I had gotten a ticket to go see Spamalot, and Spamalot is one of my favorite shows ever. I did it in high school. So I was so excited to go see it on Broadway. Lady of the Lake? Yes, I was Lady oh. of the Lake. It's one of my favorites. And so I was like, I don't have a date. So I'm just going to go by myself. So I like went to dinner before, had some wine, and then just like marched my way over to the St. James Theater. And then just by coinkydink, my dresser, Jess Vaughn, who dresses me at Wicked, she's the best ever, 
and her boyfriend, they were there also. And so we had gotten tickets through the same person. And so we all were sitting together. And so before the show, we're sitting there and like, it was taking a while to start. And across the aisle from me, there was kind of a row of empty seats and we're making jokes like, oh, there's probably, they're probably holding for a celebrity. And so (laughs) lights go down, we enjoy act one, intermission happens and (laughs) we're sitting there. And my dresser looks over and she's like, Ariana Grande is sitting right there. And I'm like, no, she's not. And I turn around and there she is. Lo and behold, she's there. And I turn back around and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the biggest fan of hers ever. So I'm, I'm like, oh my God. And then she's like, Mackenzie, I think, I think she's talking about you. She's looking at you and she's talking about you. And I'm like, no, you know, you're drunk. No, you're no, she's not. (laughs) And so I like turn around and then she makes direct eye contact with me. And she's like, Mackenzie, come over here and I'm literally like what okay so I just hop on over take a little seat next to Miss Grande and of course she was so lovely she's the sweetest she smells amazing um she's wearing that thank you next (laughs) fragrance that she released happy to report yes um she was so lovely (laughs) and like so I was sitting there with her and then the lights start to go down and I was like I wanted to can I take can we take a selfie and she's like oh I was gonna ask but I didn't want to be weird and I was like (laughs) ma'am shut up like okay so (laughs) we're like taking selfies as like the lights are going down for act two and then after totally worth it oh my god and yeah so that was how that whole situation happened and of course my sister was like you bitch like (laughs) (laughs) she's like why didn't i come up and claim that ticket (laughs) exactly exactly she and one of my best friends hayden who turned it down was like oh my god i should have gone with you oh (laughs) my god did did you get ariana's number is she trying to stay in touch we have been messaging on instagram and Yes, she's so sweet. She like my it was my mom's birthday recently and she like responded and was like happy birthday Lisa and I'm like mom Ariana says happy birthday. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Surreal. she's so lovely. She's so lovely. Oh, has she said anything about the movie or or any any secrets or I mean, I think overall just very excited about it and I've talked to Stephen Schwartz about it a little bit too cuz he's been involved in the process right. and He's very excited. I'm super excited. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really gorgeous, you guys. Like I really, oh, I'm yeah. Thrilled. We need it to be. It's, it's so many I people's favorite show. It's probably the most anticipated movie musical of our, of our time. It's totally. got, they got to nail it. And I mean, I trust the cast is brilliant and the director is brilliant. So. Absolutely. Did Ariana say if she had seen you in Wicked? She hadn't been. So I was like, girl, whenever you want to come through, just let me know. And she went back She because they, they had to stop filming because of the strike. So I know she right. was back, I think, in England wrapping up the movie. So we'll see if she never makes it totally fine. She is a mm-hmm. busy lady. <laughs> but yeah. well, then you know, yeah, she didn't yeah. take anything from your performance. You know, it's hard just to see something, you know, she might have gotten some inspiration. You, whatever's yours is still yours. Um, oh, my God. You're so good. <laughs> no, yeah, you were so great and wicked. Oh, my God. Now, coming up on the end of it here, you said you've grown a lot. It's been a huge personal and professionally fulfilling year. As you say goodbye to Glinda, What are your closing thoughts on this experience? It's bittersweet because this has been a dream of mine since seeing it at nine years old. And so having had the experience, like 
it's incredible. And I think it's, I'm done. Like I've just hit a year now. So I think I'll have been in for a year and three weeks. And I feel like I had the perfect amount of time. I did everything I wanted to do and more. So I'm sad to be leaving because I really love this show so much. I enjoy doing it every night. There's no time that I'm like, oh God, I have to do popular again. Like, no, I look (laughs) forward to doing this every single night. But I feel like now I'm gearing up to doing something new and that'll be exciting. But I will always have a very special place in my heart for the show and this past year. It's like that quote. It's so cheesy, but it's like the don't what is it? Smile that it happened. What don't cry yeah, that don't it's cry over. That it's Smile over. because it happened. That's really mm-hmm. that's that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah. What will you take away from Glinda? What did you learn from her? I think so much more depth to Glinda than people realize when people think of Glinda, they think of the funny, silly, crazy pink costumes, bubbles, and all that jazz. And while she is definitely all of those things, I also think she, along with Elphaba, goes on this journey of like self-discovery and she learns so much from Elphaba and from forming that relationship and learns about herself and becomes stronger and kinder and so I think I'll take that with me as well and like even I'm a year in and there are still things I discover every night like last night I said a specific line where I was like oh I've never said it that way before I've done the show almost probably over 300 times now but I'm like I never thought about it that way and so it's always changing it's always evolving and I think me as a performer, like I'm always changing and evol- evolving and growing. At least I hope I am. That's really beautiful. I know. I was, I was going to ask the same question. What was the line? Do you remember? I think it was, oh gosh, it was literally last night. I said, oh, it was when Fiero during the train station scene. And I say, I'm changing my name to Glinda. And then she's like, don't cry. Everyone loves you. And I say, I don't care. I want him. I don't even think he's perfect anymore. And I still want him. And normally I'm just like, I don't care. And I think I I, last night I said it in a way that was like, I realized, oh my God, I, I don't care that everyone loves me. I just want to be with him. And it was like, it just had some different (laughs) context to him or to the line that I was like, huh. This is new. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's one of my, I love that line from Glinda. And then another one I love, love, love is in the scene towards the end when there's like the confrontation in the cornfield and the guns are pointing back and forth at each other. And she's like, don't you see? He loves her. (laughs) I love when she said, it's such a mic drop moment for Glinda. Yeah. And I think she's realizing it in that moment too, because it's like, she thinks that, oh my God, they just left me because they just like, this has been some secret, stupid affair. And then she's like, no, wait, this is real. And they actually really love each other and he's willing to die for her. And so mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. She gets Still it. hurts, but I get it. She's I, love it. I love this character work we're doing here on drama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Mackenzie, this has been so fun. I'm sad we have to start wrapping up the conversation. But before we say goodbye, we like to end on a dose of drama. This is something that's on our minds. It could be the pop culture we consumed last night, the theater we're going to this weekend, the life thought we had this morning, a rant, a rave, truly anything. Mm-hmm. And Dylan, I'm going to toss it to you today. Okay. okay. I'm wondering what are you, what's your dose of drama? It's a recommendation. And it's because I did do a full deep dive of Mackenzie's Instagram. And it's I'm putting the pieces together that you have played Lady of the Lake now because you have this version of singing whatever happened to my part. Girl, 
the the belt that you have like I think that people kind of pigeonhole Glinda sometimes is just like soprano like you know like light like very like light and now I'm thinking to myself what revival role do I need to see you in of some like iconic beltress Legally do you blonde. have any dream roles yeah like L or anything like that it's that's you hit the nail on the head babe mm. I would love to play L once I would love it it would be so much fun <laughs> I think it's okay. a perfect musical perfect. it is it is perfect <laughs> it's got it all it will come back and I, I I don't know I hesitate to say this I feel like they're gonna feel like they need to reinvent the wheel with it when it comes back and like make big changes. You know, revivals often like to strip the sets all back or they like to make it really simple. I don't know if they need to tinker with it. They don't need to touch it. Mm -hmm. It is perfection. Copy and paste, babe. It's, Uh it's, it's perfection. It is. It really is. Here's my pitch. Laura Bell comes back as Paulette. Wouldn't that be so great? Mm -hmm. Iconic. Iconic. I'm, I met her at the 20th anniversary too. And I was like, uh, so starstruck. She's such a queen. Uh, yeah. What I love about her is that everyone knows who she is. And she's like, when she left Broadway after Legally Blonde and the first time she was back was for the cottage earlier in the season. She's just everything. And I think it's because of that MTV Legally Blonde. People know Laura Bell Yes. We love that MTV pro shot. Oh, Thank God. Fantastic. <laughs> Connor, do you have a dose of drama? I do. Okay, so I mentioned a TV show that I've been binging this week, The Bachelor, but I've right. also been keeping up week to week with the Apple TV series Masters of the Air. Now, you're all probably shook. You're like, why is Connor watching this? The answer is simple. Austin Butler, Callum Turner, Anthony Boyle, Barry Keoghan. I am so happy. You know, I feel like the CW doesn't really put out content anymore, and they were famously putting lots of hot people on screen together. Well, Masters of the Air is bravely going where the CW once went and putting lots and lots of hot and cute boys on screen. And I'm eating up every last second of staring at them. I have no idea what's going on in the plot. It's very um, war. It's World War II. It's World War II, Connor. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's important (laughs) storytelling, but the boys are so cute, especially Austin Butler's still doing vague Elvis voice. And I'm living. I think I'm obsessed. So I recommend everyone check it out because... (laughs) It also looks for the expensive. plot, right? It for looks the plot. expensive. It looks <laughs> like it, it's got the budget too. So I'm in. Um, Mackenzie, do you have a dose of drama to send us home with? I feel like we already touched on it, but the only thing I've really been consuming lately is Bachelor. And oh, then so also, good. I wanted to comment on your dose of drama in that in that the Austin Butler Elvis voice. Did y'all hear that he hired a dialect coach to get him? to stop talking in the Elvis voice or is that a rumor is that, oh, is really? that factual oh my god I, I believe it because it was I, mean, I just think it it's hilarious <laughs> I, just think, I just when I learned that I just really had to sit with myself for a second like training <laughs> to like, talk like you used to I mean that is wild you know like that's crazy and mm-hmm. then he was on Drew Barrymore recently he's so fine he was oh, yeah. I mean yeah but anyway sorry I just wanted to mention that did he use the voice on on Drew? He kind of it's still there a little bit. So I'm like, is he taking? Get a better teacher, I guess. <laughs> you know, he was phenomenal as Elvis. <laughs> he really he did was. a great yeah. job. Did you see Jacob Elordi's or no? What do we think? Yes, we I saw, I saw it. Yeah. Okay, I think he's so <sighs> fine. Also, I think they're both just just beautiful. People. They really are. I know, and very talented. Very talented. Yes, talented too. <laughs> I have a question for you, Mackenzie, just because we're talking about Bachelor. Do you have a favorite Bachelorette from like the last 
one yes. you watched over the years? Yes. Okay. I am obsessed with Caitlin Bristow. Oh yeah. Loved her season and always mm-hmm. thought that Sean Booth was so hot. The guy, I don't think, but she's mm-hmm. not with him anymore. <gasps> Wait. Right. And then she right. was with, but then she was with Jason Tardick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. who was another bat- in the Bachelor franchise. Yep. I don't think they're together anymore either. They're not. He proposed to her on her podcast. It was a it was a groundbreaking... I, I sobbed while listening. And that it ring was, was, it was gorgeous. Huge. I thought they were perfect together. I loved her. You know, Connor and I, I will say, did appear on an episode of The Bachelorette in the background. No, you did not. <laughs> Us and two of our best friends from college, still best friends to this day, Mary and Allison, drove to Pittsburgh to be in the, in the audience of a Dan and Shay pop-up concert that happened after one of JoJo's one-on-one dates on her season. Remember JoJo? I love JoJo mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I oh, will yeah. say I, I I did really like JoJo's season. And she's still and with I think Rogers. Not Aaron. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, not Aaron. The, the Jordan. Jordan. Wait, wait. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. I always talk about this and I've probably said it on the podcast before, but oh my God, there was like such a bachelor moment on that season when JoJo went to Jordan's hometown <laughs> and they were at like a family dinner and there was an empty seat and JoJo was talking, you know, straight to Cam. She's like, we had such a great time with the family, but I, I saw this empty seat there and I couldn't help but think Aaron's missing. <laughs> I was like, this is so funny. It's honestly one of the funniest shows on TV. <laughs> it's wild and it's so good. It's so good. You all have convinced me. I need to go. I've missed so many years of it now, but this feels like the right re-entry. I really like Daisy, I will say, oh. but I, I'm like, I need to know more about her. We need to stop with the, they love their points and they love their moments of like, and they continue to just, I feel like all she gets to talk about is her cochlear implant. And while that is important and I'm glad she's able to share that, I want to know more about her and I don't want it, that to be her mm-hmm. whole thing, know. you know? And I like Maria. Team too. Maria. I'm team Maria. Team Maria. Who is that girl, the blonde girl oh, that is like she's rotten? Um, and now she's on TikTok saying, "Did you see she posted a video being like, this is the definition of gaslighting?" And I'm like, "Are you okay?" Like <laughs> she knows it's all on camera, right? Like it's all there. <laughs> yes, I like Maria. I think she's so she's hot. Maria is so yeah. hot, and she's she's fun yeah. too. Like she has a personality. I wonder if so. she ends up becoming Bachelorette <laughs> because she's got such a fun personality and. We, we, Dylan, you're also going to laugh. They had a talent show episode. I know we're just going out of my bad show. They had a talent show and like <laughs> <laughs> they're all doing different talents. And one of the girls just kissed him and she won the talent show. <laughs> she won. She won and they were mad. The, the girls were furious. Were there judges? I know sometimes they bring on like It was the gals from people. Golden Bachelor, which I did watch Golden Bachelor as well. And that's honestly kind of what got it. It's very sweet. It's very heartwarming. But I did miss the drama. I really did miss the drama. <laughs> <laughs> so they judged and they thought that it was like, what, ballsy of her to like do the kiss or something? Or? He explained why he made his decision. I was like, oh, that's like really nice. He was basically like, the, the, she's she's a shy gal, right? And it was a lot for her to put herself out there or something. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But we love it. One year, it was like on Bachelorette, there was a talent show and some guy walked out naked. Do you remember that one? I I forget what season that was. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. I wow, probably wow. blocked how, that out. On my how memory. could I ever forget? I know, Anyways, Mackenzie, you are a doll. <laughs> I'm so happy for you with this this huge moment that you have of you know ending one chapter and starting another. And if people don't already follow you, they will have to. It's just your name on Instagram, right? 
Yes, just my name at Mackenzie Kurtz, and then on TikTok, I'm at Mackenzie Kurtz thirteen. Okay. Ooh, well, everyone's going to have to follow you. They're going to need to follow us. We're at the Drama Podcast. Connor's at Connor McDowell. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Mackenzie. Thank you both. This was so much fun. Oh, you're such a doll. Thank you. All right. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. Drama.